buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around. Hey everyone, they don't make them like they used to, that's for sure. This trailer is absolutely ridiculous. The voiceover is just amazing. They don't do voiceover on trailers anymore, like in a world. They never do that anymore. No. So today we're talking about Roadhouse from 1989. It is a cult classic that I love and adore, and I'd actually just recently watched for the first time, and I think it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I'm Jake. I'm Kevin. And uh, this is Movie Matters. We're going to specifically focus on 80s movies and how ridiculous they are. And like I said, Roadhouse is by far one of the most ridiculous movies. Uh, yeah, so 89, came out in 89, had a budget of $17 million, basically made no money, made $30 million, which isn't horrible. But with Patrick Swayze attached to it, they were expecting it to make a lot of money, given that his... Previous movie like uh, Dirty Dancing made a lot of money, so they were they were banking on his star power to carry it, and it just didn't make any money. So, uh, but it but it it has definitely received a cult cult following since, and made probably its money back. I would assume with its home video like sales and all that. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of. Uh surprising people like this movie like my father-in-law loves this movie <laughs> and like i think mostly just because people just get the shit kicked out of them <laughs> and he thoroughly yeah. enjoys it <laughs> yeah it's a movie of literally just kicking people and groin shots and it's it's crazy because like i i obviously we re-rewatched it last night um and it's it's like almost two hours which is kind of ridiculous for its premise and its plot Mm -hmm. But it just flies by. Like, it's crazy how, like, entertaining it is. Yeah, there's, like, one or two parts that drag a little bit. But overall, like, number one, the action is actually pretty great. So that keeps it moving pretty well, I think. Agreed. Um, number two, the music is fantastic. Um it's the Jeff Healy band plays like all the music in the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great. Which he's a Jeff Healy's a blind guitarist and he yeah. was pretty big in the eighties and nineties. So he was actually a decent get for this movie also. Um, but like, he's so good and like, it's all like bluesy bar music and like bluesy covers of, uh, like classic rock songs and, yeah. and uh, other blues songs. So like, yeah, it's like perfect tonally for this movie. Um, the only thing that kind of tanks the movie is the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but luckily cheesy. there's like not that much of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's entire sequences. that are maybe like 10 minutes long where no one actually says anything. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just a lot of like head nods and like punching people and like throwing people through tables and stuff like that. So I it's it's a great movie, but yeah. but for like different reasons than <laughs> you would think. 
I think like that you kind of sum it up perfectly. Like the the bar owner, the guy who's trying to basically make the double deuce uh, a better, like safer bar. His name is uh, like Tilgman, uh, played by Kevin Tiki, if I'm pronouncing that right. But he his acting in that is just like ridiculous. He's always smiling in like every yeah. scene. Like when like literally, literally his life is falling apart like the entire movie and he's just like the happiest person on earth. Yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him in his office and he's just like all happy. It's like it's ridiculous. And at the end he like literally kills this guy with a shotgun and smiling as well. Yeah. Which we we gotta talk about the ending in a little ending bit. Ending is ridiculous. The ending is just so good. <laughs> but, it literally like wraps the movie up perfectly in such an awkward weird way <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh so real quick the premise of the movie well first read the the like official description because it's absolute so, garbage <laughs> i imdb is fantastic uh shout out to to imdb but the the plot description is a tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar that's it that's imdb's <laughs> like yeah. hey come watch this movie like Again, they kind of messed up on the marketing for this movie and made it more of a comedy and made it more lighthearted when it it is. It's kind of supposed to be intentionally funny and goofy, but like mainly it's supposed to be badass. Even even Patrick Swayze has said in like interviews where he's like, uh, you know, the movie's kind of misunderstood. Yeah, like it. it's not um, it's definitely not a comedy. I think it's an action movie that tried too hard. And like ended up becoming comedic Um, because like some of the lines that people deliver in this movie are supposed to be like hardened criminal badass, (laughs) like, like one liners. And they're just so ridiculous. Like like one guy, I think one guy calls Patrick Swayze a chicken dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A little redundant, there's, but there's a lot of talk <laughs> about dicks and balls and Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> but like a the better description of the plot of this movie is that Patrick Swayze, who plays Dalton, the like mysterious bouncer, uh who gets paid an absurd amount of money to clean yeah. up bars, uh gets hired by the owner of the double deuce in a town outside of Kansas city called Jasper. That's run entirely by some rich prick that lives in a mansion just outside of town. Um, and he controls everything and ends up causing trouble for the double deuce and Dalton. <laughs> yeah. That's a way better plot description than a <laughs> bouncer trying to tame a dirty bar. Dirty bar. I mean, that's, that's an easy way to put it, but <laughs> yeah. And over the course of like, who knows how long, like the timeline of this movie is. Cause they never tell you, but uh, the blind guy playing guitar apparently can't get any other jobs besides playing that the double deuce. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't see properly. Uh, he, he, he has a, like a, his voice does not match his like physique, if you will. No. Like he's got such a deep voice. And also I thought it was really funny. I noticed this last night on my viewing and I didn't notice it before. Like the very last scene where Dalton and Doc are in the like uh lake, like skinny dipping and like making out and stuff, and it's like all happy ending. You mm-hmm. can see the blind dude <laughs> literally sitting uh, like on the like 
like beach of the lake, if you will, just like watching slash smiling. Like, he's just like listening. I just, <laughs> I just imagine him listening, just hearing them like smacking lips and frolicking around in the water. Like, what is this? Why does he have to be there? It was completely pointless. <laughs> Just random totally stuff like that. that. But that's so oh, funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of crazy little things like that in this movie. Like, one of my favorite parts is when the henchmen are literally just, like, bullshitting. And the guy's, like, scratching his back with the, like, handle of his shotgun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what do you say? He's like, oh, like... Uh, do you remember that one blonde? Like she could blow suck a blow suck star to Harley. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like I said, the, the dialogue is just over the top. Like, especially with um, uh, Sam Elliott's character calling uh, calling Dalton Patrick Swayze's character Miho, which is son yeah. in Spanish. Like. Yeah, there's like there's like no Hispanic people in the movie, which is kind of no. you know odd. But like, it's you know him saying "mijo" and "amigo" like all the time. Yeah, he, it, I read that he improvised that, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's just like random, like all over the place. Yeah, and like the there there's also a lot of unnecessary like filler material in the movie, <laughs> like. Um, there's several scenes that like, if they didn't exist, like it would not have changed the movie one bit. <clears throat> like one of the things that we were talking about last night was the like love scene with the doctor is like unbelievably awkward it's and so long, long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like yeah. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they just, they literally fuck in midair for like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I think they just wanted to show off, you know, Patrick Swayze and like him tan and jacked. And yeah. like um, uh, the Doc's character, I look up her name here. Like they wanted to show her off to Kelly Lynch. Excuse me. They wanted to show her off too. obviously they got two attractive people. They want to show them off. But yeah, very long, just <laughs> ridiculous. And then <laughs> like but it, they... it cuts to the bad guy. Like yeah. watching them through yeah. his, like their bedroom window, smoking a cigar in yeah. like in full outfit clothes. It's like three <laughs> in the morning. Like, <laughs> the, what what is this guy doing? Yeah, just <laughs> peeping on them. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that too. <laughs> so, just so weird. Yeah, I read that. Uh, Kelly Lynch had to put pillows or like padding on her back because she gets like slammed into like the rocks of like the fireplace or whatever it was. And she was like worried that she was going to like get hurt. But she's like, apparently she's like, oh no, Patrick Swayze's really strong. Like he's got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, other, other random scenes, like I, I thought were really funny. It's just like when, uh, uh, Sam Elliott's character, um, he he's like showing off scars and stuff and uh wade is his name he he like literally like is going to show a scar on like his like side of his stomach and like, Almost like his an pelvis. scar yeah and like he literally like undoes his entire pants and like almost pulls him <laughs> down pulling his penis out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like where he could have just literally like lifted his shirt and been like here's my scar like yeah. so over the top like unnecessary but like hilarious yeah the, yeah, it's just uh, 
they like i i feel like every every moment in the movie they were like in the writer's room like maybe he has a scar like on his heart <laughs> and they're like no it's not badass enough yeah <laughs> like right above well, they... his dick <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, they had, like, so badass. <laughs> like you <laughs> like almost pull it out, but then it's on his pelvis. Yeah, yeah that's how they do it. And yeah, the they... greatest, the greatest line in the entire movie, <laughs> where they're fighting. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Jimmy are fighting on the edge of a lake, and uh, Jimmy grabs Swayze in a headlock. And says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> That's so good. You know that the writers were like, uh, what should he say here? <laughs> like, your ass is mine. Like, no, it's not badass enough. He's got to go harder than that. <laughs> Real hard. Prison Real hard. hard. Prison hard. <laughs> so apparently uh, Jimmy uh, brought... The, the real life actor, uh, Marshall McTeague, I believe his name is, or Marshall RT, excuse me. He, he brought his mother to a screening of that. And when that scene happened, his mom stood up and shouted, that's my boy, <laughs> which I think is amazing. Like, yeah, that's my that's boy. He great. fucks people in prison. <laughs> like, let's condone that yeah. prison and fucking people in the ass. <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah, oh that, that throat rip scene is hilarious. Like especially oh, the, yeah. like his his like the way he like has his hand to the like claw. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end where he's gonna rip the the bad guy uh, Brad's throat out and he's about mm-hmm. to he's like I, I gotta put this away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. The way yeah, the way he like lowers it. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> they great. shot that that fight scene. It took him like five to six days to shoot it. And Jeez. they were like at first, the two actors, so Patrick Swayze and Marshall uh, Teague, they hated each other and, like, couldn't stand each other. But then they, like, they grew to, like, like each other a lot just because of their, like, work ethic and how good they were at, like, martial arts and stuff like that. And they they were like, actually, like, throwing punches at each other, like, real punches and, like, actually beating the shit out of each other. Like, also, there's the scene where he, like, grabs a log and smashes it against Patrick Swayze's side. Apparently, that was a real log and not a fake one. <laughs> And like they they fought so hard that apparently Patrick Swayze had to get like his knee drained. <laughs> like he's had apparently he had like uh, knee problems from like dirty dancing and stuff like that and other just other things in his life and just tra- he like had to drain a, a lot of fluid, which is disgusting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus. like shows the dedication that that they went through to like try to make the fight seem badass, which they did. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it's actually a. All, like all of the fighting is actually pretty well choreographed yeah. and like pretty well done besides it just being like over the top, you know, yeah. but like, I mean, it, it's actually pretty, um, pretty well done. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, everyone did their own stunts as well as what I read, mm-hmm. which is really impressive. Yeah. Just it's, there's, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit kicking. Yeah, like it's like how many bottles were broken over people's faces in that oh, movie yeah. too? Like throwing I mean, through tables. Breakaway, yeah, breakaway <laughs> bottles are different than actual glass <laughs> bottles, but still yeah. like pretty aggressive. Um but you mentioned kinda in the in the plot synopsis, 
like how he gets paid a, an absurd amount of money to like mm-hmm. overhaul these bars and make them awesome. Like a hundred dollars a month in rent too. like all these like numbers that they were throwing out were like not realistic at all. No, I feel like because like, yeah, he rents that like barn for a hundred dollars a month. I looked up uh, rent in like 89, like 90 average rent was like 450 bucks. So like a hundred dollars, like that's cheap. On top of this guy's ridiculous salary, where he's like, I get five hundred dollars a night and a five thousand dollars like signing bonus. Like, yeah. I read that like that's like in today's standards, if he did that for a year, he like that's like four hundred eighty thousand dollars in like today's <laughs> money, which is insane. Yeah. Well, he drives a Mercedes, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty early in the movie after he agrees to go work for the double deuce was just as another like random scene that like wasn't necessary, but he's walking down the street, takes out his car keys and throws them at a random guy sitting <laughs> on the, on the side of the road. Yeah. And the guy, guy says like, what do I look like a valet? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, but you can keep it. It's like, <laughs> it just yeah. walks away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like first off, you need the title. You need to sign that over. <laughs> you need to register it. Like, that's not realistic, but no, yeah, so over the top. Yeah. So, like, I guess they're just trying to show how much money he makes, but, but I guess he he always he must always pick up a shit box because he knows yeah. it's going to get wrecked whenever well, he goes to a job. I think he also had kind of the upper hand when uh, Tigman or Tigman comes to the bar to like kind of recruit him because he's like he's just like. I, I want your services. Like I've heard of you. You're legendary. And he's just like, okay, mm-hmm. these are my demands. $500, $5,000 signing bonus, cover all my medical expenses. Cause I'm going to get fucked up. And yeah. like the guy's just like, okay, sure. I'm just going to keep smiling. Like I do for everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. So yeah. Um, Cool little fact is uh, Michael Kamen did the score for this. The score is awesome. Like you said, the soundtrack is awesome. Um, he He's done a lot of awesome 80s movies like Lethal Weapon. He did Die Hard as well. And you can actually, like when I was watching it, I realized last night, towards the tail end of the movie, kind of the, the climactic scene where he's going after Brad, it's it's very reminiscent of the Die Hard, Die Hard soundtrack. I don't know if you mm. picked up on that because obviously we're both big Die Hard fans. Yeah. Um, and I read that he used some like leftover uh, like scores and samples from Die Hard, which is oh. cool. Like it's very classic eighties. Yeah. Like even even the font in the beginning, just like that classic kind of pink font. I just I love that. It's so eighties. You know, the Ferrari Testarossa pulls up in like red Ferrari red. Girl gets out in a leopard leopard uh, dress. Like just mm-hmm. very classic eighties. Yeah, and it's uh, this movie is extremely eighties, but like yeah. at the same time, it's like not. It's like <laughs> oddly timeless. Um, yeah, and like I, I feel like the setting is very eighties, but like there's not a whole lot of like references and things that like really date it like too yeah. much, um, or make it like that's uh, a great point like not um like you can't connect with it you know yeah um, yeah like it's too dated or like yeah you know references that go over your head for sure right 
Yeah. No, it's it's very good. Um, it's on Netflix. That's where I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, so it's definitely definitely worth a watch. Um, they they made a sequel, and like apparently uh, Patrick Swayze was involved, and then he he left due to creative differences and they made it about his like son, which I hear it's terrible. I've never watched it. Don't really care about it. Cause no. obviously this is the, the, you know, the classics example. Um, they're also remaking it with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Connor McGregor. So I'm curious how that's huh. going to be, but uh, I don't think it'll ever surpass the, the classic. Who's going to be Dalton? I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal okay. is going to be Dalton. Interesting. So. Yeah. So I mean, I like me, and, uh, me and my wife were actually talking about how that movie should be remade. Because, mm. <clears throat> like I said, the dialogue is like really subpar. <laughs> I feel like if it was written a little bit better, this would have been like an all time classic movie. Agreed. Um, so, like, it, that was kind of it's interesting that they are actually redoing it. Um, yeah. I got to say, the fat henchman 100% <laughs> needs to be played by Burt Kreischer. <laughs> I can see that. The one They'd that gets the so polar good. bear on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, that, we got... my favorite line of the entire movie is at the end <laughs> where the fat guy goes, I had a polar bear fall on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. Speaking of which, we got to talk about the ending where yeah, literally yeah. all the characters show up that have ever been wronged by Brad, the, you know, the, the rich town <laughs> asshole yeah. and they all have shotguns and literally everyone just takes turns shooting him and killing him. And of course, I feel like this is a classic, classic eighties, like theme or like recurring theme where they get shot and they always fall into a glass coffee table. That's yeah. like such a recurring theme. Like that happens oh, yeah. in like RoboCop. <laughs> I feel like it happens in every like classic eighties movie. Just like yeah. it's more dramatic if he falls in glass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and people don't get shot once. They oh, get yeah. shot like 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure he's dead. They don't do that in modern horror movies. I don't know why they should. <laughs> yeah. But I love how everyone's just like, yeah, they shoot the shit out of them. And, and have no remorse. Obviously, the guy's an asshole, but like mm-hmm. then the, the sheriff miraculously shows miraculously shows up within For like, like the first time in the entire movie. There's crimes <laughs> yeah. being committed throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Within two <laughs> minutes, he's there. Like, yeah. And, and he's just like, what happened here? And they're like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Cool. Case closed. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. The, the funniest part about it is. Uh, they're going around all saying they didn't see anything. And the fat, fat henchman says a polar bear fell on me. And then everyone just starts laughing. It's like, <laughs> you guys just turned that guy into ground beef. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> sitting there laughing <laughs> about it. It's like, Jeez. okay, this is like a little, yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> And Dalton just literally like stabbed and killed like six inch. Oh yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like an, ex- an exploded yeah, Mercedes in, outside. Like <laughs> in like in minutes, he like just flew through these people, just absolutely decimating them. Yeah. I actually <laughs> like, totally forgot that Wade gets killed. Uh, Sam Elliott's character, how he gets stabbed. I totally yeah, forgot yeah. about that. And I was like, oh my God, like, cause I knew he gets his ass kicked and kind of like limps into the bar mm-hmm. and then, you know, 
I just forgot he got stabbed. And then he gets, you know, Dalton gets revenge on the guys, the guy whose knife it was. Cause you could see it, him putting it back in his sheath when yeah. he gets it from the uh, gas pedal from the car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, and he, and he calls him out like tails in reference to Brad saying heads or tails. Is it going to be the girl or is it going to be your, your best bud? Yeah. So what, uh, yeah. what's, what's, interesting about that too is there like i couldn't remember either if if he died because i i did remember him getting beat up yeah um but then like i think the issue is that they spend maybe 20 seconds on his death (laughs) and then it's just like done and it cuts to a different scene Mm -hmm. like it's it's really rushed, especially because he's supposed to be like such an important, like part of Dalton's life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he calls him Miho for crying out loud. When yeah. he calls Dalton Miho, it's like son. Like they've right. obviously, <clears throat> they always, they obviously have some some backstory. Which, you know, like I was talking to you about this earlier. It's like they had like a three hour and twenty minute cut originally and cut it down um, to like the hour and. 55 minutes that it is now which again mm-hmm. i thought pacing i know you said there's some stuff that needed to be cut out but like pacing was decent like pretty good like it the movie flows by like flows quickly yeah. but they cut out a lot of backstory like if you see when wade uh sam elliott's character gets killed he's got like a tattoo on his arm that they kind of focus on and like blood runs down it when he pulls yeah. the knife and like the, apparently there was backstory on that and like you know there's there was just a ton of ton that they they deleted, um, and you actually see it in the trailer uh, for the movie. There's some scenes that they cut out, which that always oh. bothers me when they show like scenes in a movie trailer and like because I don't know it's kind of a curse. But when I go to movies, I'm always like, oh, that was in the trailer. Oh, that was in the trailer, you know. And like I yeah. look out for it. It's like, oh, like that scene's coming, like you know. And mm-hmm. when they delete stuff like that, it kind of bothers me. But that's you know the nature of the business where they got to cut out stuff for pacing or like, you know, the studio demands that, Oh, cut this. Cause it's boring. Or they test it on audiences and take that shit out. So, yeah. Well, that's like, what's funny is, um, near the end of the movie, they start having Brad do a bunch of like kind of heinous shit to like <laughs> really solidify that he's like a bad guy. And like the first thing is, uh, him and his, like crew come and like trash the double deuce and like start a big fight. Yeah. Um, oh, well first they blow up reds auto shop. Yeah. Which and like red, red like... is like the nice older <laughs> dude who like owns this auto shop that like helps Dalton out with like all the shit that gets destroyed on his car. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and he, you know, like he's kind of the focus of a lot of the harassment, by the bad guys in the movie and they end up blowing his auto shop up. Then immediately after they start a huge brawl in the double deuce. And then they felt like that wasn't enough to communicate that Brad is a complete asshole. So they had one of his guys drive a monster truck through a dealer car dealership, which yeah, which, which like, like isn't no necessary. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> and like, could have been replaced with like a, a good backstory like component or like yeah, you know something agreed. like that. Agreed. But like they're like, nah, he's not quite enough of an asshole yet. <laughs> like we need one more thing. Yeah. Like, 
it's like again, him just drive this monster truck through an auto shop. Or, yeah, and they uh, only a they had like one take to do that too, which is crazy. Oh yeah. Um, but like speaking, like like you said, like the writers' room, like what other shit can we throw in? Like let's put a monster truck in there. Yeah, that'll get people <laughs> yeah. real ang- you know, you yeah. know, fired up and, and get their testosterone flowing. It's like the monster truck <laughs> is completely pointless in the movie. Completely oh, yeah. pointless. And there's even a part where uh, Jimmy is like watching uh, Dalton and Doc leave the double deuce and they're mm-hmm. in the monster truck. And it's just yeah. like, oh, that's conspicuous. Like, right. There's a giant monster truck in the parking lot. Just like, yeah, like in the dark, like yeah. like they're like kind of like scoping them out. Yeah. It's like you're in Steak a out. monster truck. Like, <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, definitely. Again, this is my second time watching it. Um, you know, repeat viewings. I am finding stuff more and more funny, and that's kind of the beauty of this movie. Is it's you know really fun and entertaining the first watch, and then the second watch. It still was still super entertaining for me. Of course, like like we've mm-hmm. been saying, but like I picked up on a lot more goofy stuff this time, and. It just it actually makes the movie even better, in my opinion, just how ridiculous it is. Yeah, I, the insults that people use are fantastic. <laughs> um, it's almost like they're all just ad libbed because, yeah. like, they're not. None of them are like real insults. <laughs> so, like, like I can't remember which one you use, chicken dick. Yeah, chicken. Dick. <laughs> like, they're just like they just probably had them like repeat over and over again, like just come up with a bunch of different names for them. And then they're like, Oh, chicken dick. Like keep that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, overall, like it's fun to watch. Um, like I said, the music is awesome. I think that's like what like kept me like wanting to stick, stick through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many parts that are like goofy, um, but like the action sequences are awesome. Like they're they're actually really good and well done. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, it's absolutely worth watching. Yeah, it's got a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at that. It's like forty percent, uh, you know, roughly Rotten Rotten Tomatoes critics rating. Uh, the user rating is like in the sixties. Which is is not bad, but I I think it's I think it deserves a little bit more praise than that. I mean, I get from the critic standpoint <laughs> that it's not a critical darling, but right. um, definitely worth a watch and definitely a fun '80s movie that uh, you literally, if you got nothing to do or if you're bored one day, just put it on and you'll have a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Cool. So yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with another movie. Yep. Can't wait. Another eighties movie and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun stuff to talk about it. Cool. Thanks guys.